Chapter Five of Certain Personal Matters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Certain Personal Matters by H. G. Wells. Of Conversation. An Apology. I must admit that in conversation I am not a brilliant success partly indeed that may be owing to the assiduity with which my aunt suppressed my early essays in the art children she said should be seen but not heard and incontinently rapped my knuckles to a larger degree however i regard it as intrinsic this tendency to silence to go out of the rattle and dazzle of the conversation into a quiet apart is largely i hold the consequence of a certain elevation and breadth and tenderness of mind i am no blowfly to buzz my way through the universe no rattle that i should be expected to delight my fellow-creatures by the noises i produce i go about to this social function and that deporting myself gravely and decently in silence taking if possible a back seat and in consequence of that people who do not understand me have been heard to describe me as a stick as shy and by an abundance of the like unflattering terms so that i am bound almost in self-justification to set down my reasons for this temperance of mine in conversation speech no doubt is a valuable gift but at the same time it is a gift that may be abused what is regarded as polite conversation is i hold such an abuse alcohol opium tea are all very excellent things in their way but imagine continuous alcohol an incessant opium or to receive ocean-like a perennially flowing river of tea that is my objection to this conversation its continuousness you have to keep on you find three or four people gathered together and instead of being restful and recreative sitting in comfortable attitudes and at peace with themselves and each other and now and again perhaps three or four times in an hour making a worthy and memorable remark they are all haggard and intent upon keeping this fetish flow a-going a fortuitous score of cows in a field are a thousand times happier than a score of people deliberately assembled for the purposes of happiness these conversationalists say the most shallow and needless of things impart aimless information simulate interest they do not feel and generally impugn their claim to be considered reasonable creatures why when people assemble without hostile intentions it should be so imperative to keep the trickling rill of talk running i find it impossible to imagine it is a vestige of the old barbaric times when men murdered at sight for a mere whim when it was good form to take off your sword in the antechamber and give your friend your dagger hand to show him it was no business visit similarly you keep up this babblement to show your mind has no sinister concentration not necessarily because you have anything to say but as a guarantee of good faith you have to make a noise all the time like the little boy who was left in the room with the plums it is the only possible explanation 
to a logical mind there is something very distressing in this social law of gabble out of regard for mrs a let us say i attend some festival she has inaugurated there i meet for the first time a young person of pleasant exterior and i am placed in her company to deliver her at a dinner-table or dance her about or keep her from harm's way in a cosy nook she has also never seen me before and probably does not want particularly to see me now however i find her nice to look at and she has taken great pains to make herself nice to look at and why we cannot pass the evening i looking at her and she being looked at i cannot imagine but no we must talk now possibly there are topics she knows about and i do not it's unlikely but suppose so on these topics she requires no information again i know about other topics things unknown to her and it seems a mean and priggish thing to broach these since they put her at a disadvantage thirdly comes a last group of subjects upon which we are equally informed and upon which therefore neither of us is justified in telling things to the other this classification of topics seems to me exhaustive these considerations i think apply to all conversations in every conversation every departure must either be a presumption when you talk into your antagonist's special things a pedantry when you fall back upon your own or a platitude when you tell each other things you both know i don't see any other line a conversation can take the reason why one has to keep up the stream of talk is possibly as i have already suggested to manifest goodwill and in so many cases this could be expressed so much better by a glance by deferential carriage possibly in some cases a gentle pressure of the hand or a quiet persistent smile and suppose there is some loophole in my reasoning though i cannot see it and that possibly topics exist how superficial and unexact is the best conversation to a second-rate book even with two people you see the objection but when three or four are gathered together the case is infinitely worse to a man of delicate perceptions let us suppose i do not grant it that there is a possible sequence of things to say to person a that really harmonize with a and yourself grant also that there is a similar sequence between yourself and b now imagine yourself and a and b at the corners of an equilateral triangle set down to talk to each other the kind of talk that a appreciates is discord with b and similarly b's sequence is impossible in the hearing of a as a matter of fact a real conversation of three people is the most impossible thing in the world in real life one of the three always drops out and becomes a mere audience or a mere partisan in real life u and a talk and b pretends to be taking a share by interjecting interruptions or one of the three talks in a monologue and the more subtle your sympathy and the greater your restraint from self-assertion the more incredible triple and quadruple conversation becomes i have observed that there is even nowadays a certain advance toward my views in this matter men may not pick out antagonists and argue to the general audience as once they did there is a tacit taboo of controversy neither may you talk your shop 
or invite your antagonist to talk his there is also a growing feeling against extensive quotations or paraphrases from the newspapers again personalities scandal are at least in theory excluded this narrows the scope down to the last new book the last new play impressions de voyage and even here it is felt that any ironical or satirical remarks anything unusual in fact may disconcert your adversary you ask have you read the wheel of chance the answer is yes do you like it a little vulgar i thought and so forth most of this is stereo it is akin to responses in church a prescription a formula and following out this line of thought i have had a vision of the twentieth century dinner at a distance it is very like the nineteenth century type the same bright light the same pleasant deglutition the same hum of conversation but approaching you discover each diner has a little drum-shaped body under his chin his phonograph so he dines and babbles at his ease in the smoking-room he substitute his antidote record i imagine too the suburban hostess meeting the new maiden i hope dear you have brought a lot of conversation just as now she asks for the music for my own part i must confess i find this dinner conversation particularly a bother if i could eat with my eye it would be different i lose a lot of friends through this conversational difficulty they think it is my dullness or my temper when really it is only my refined mind my subtlety of consideration it seems to me that when i go to see a man i go to see him to enjoy his presence if he is my friend the sight of him healthy and happy is enough for me i don't want him to keep his vocal cords and i don't want to keep my own vocal cords in incessant vibration all the time i am in his company if i go to see a man it distracts me to have to talk and it distracts me to hear him talking i can't imagine why one should not go and sit about in people's rooms without bothering them and without their bothering you to say all these stereotyped things quietly go in sit down look at your man until you've seen him enough and then go why not let me once more insist that this keeping up a conversation is a sign of insecurity of want of confidence all those who have had real friends know that when the friendship is assured the gavel ceases you are not at the heart of your friend if either of you cannot go off comfortably to sleep in the other's presence speech was given us to make known our needs and for imprecation expostulation and entreaty this pitiful necessity we are under upon social occasions to say something however inconsequent is i am assured the very degradation of speech. End of Of Conversation Recording by Scotty